And welcome everyone to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Thank you so much for being here. We are live on YouTube today and thank you very much for everybody subscribing lately. We've noticed we had a large amount of people subscribing to our channel lately. So thank you very much for watching our posts. We do live paranormal podcast every week here with a special guest interview and today we do have a very special guest here called the whisper to me uh david he will be joining us here in just a moment but thank you everybody so much for following us lately we do appreciate it you can also follow us on our facebook page and instagram as well so um but i hope you're having a wonderful weekend and um yeah today we do welcome our special guest uh david uh he has a um business he runs called they whisper to me and we're going to be talking to him today about his mediumship and what he does there so let's bring on david today hi david how are you i'm doing well i hope you are uh, yes, I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for being here on our YouTube today. We appreciate you coming on Haunting Live and uh, talking to us about what you do. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so um, basically, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into being a medium and uh, what your mediumship is about. Oh my gosh, long story. Mm-hmm. I'll try to shorten it up. Um, ever since uh, probably about earliest memory is about five or six um in the houses that we used to have as soon as my parents would put me to bed there would be attic doors opening and closing lights going on and off this would happen constantly um and it didn't really scare me um until they started messing around with uh electrical outlets um we had sparks going on and then i thought it was nothing i thought it was normal um, and then as we started moving around, as when I was getting a little older, we moved from house to house. They, they used to say that house was haunted, but they followed us from house to house. So every house we went to, stuff like that would happen. And probably up till about eight or nine, I wasn't really seeing them, but I could hear them. And I could hear them in my ears and they would talk to me very softly. And then it went to... Um, what they call is, I, I guess, subjective uh, clear audience where thoughts would come in, but it was not my voice, which was always odd. I would tell people about it uh, and they'd say it was crazy kid. <laughs> and I thought it was like kind of normal. Um, it wasn't until when they took me to a Catholic church, I was telling them at the church that I talked to angels all the time. I, and they said, well, you can't do that. I'm like, well, yes, I can. I do it all the time. <laughs> and they said, well, that's not for you. So, um, and then I would always tell my, I went also then to my mom's religion, which was uh, Southern Baptist at the time. And I sat in, um, in Sunday school and they talked about hell. And my mom said I got in trouble because I stopped the teacher and I said, there's no such place. 
And she said, well, yes, there is, and pointed to the Bible. And I said, and my mom said, even as young as like nine and 10, I was telling them there's no such place and that's incorrect. I just had a memory. So I still remembered for some reason before I came over here. So um, that went on and on. I decided to hate it after a while because people just said I was crazy and I was hearing so many voices. I thought I was crazy. So I started drinking when I got a little older and doing drugs, anything I could to not hear the voices or do anything. I just wanted to be a normal person. I spent a large part of my life doing that, but they would still come in and then they started giving me information about people. Um, I was walking up to people and they would say stuff like this person uh, has this disease, this person has that disease. It just kept coming in and I'd be like, wait, why are you telling me this? And I got curious after a while and it was uh, one person that really hit it. I had met these people and there's a guy in the group and the voices had said, they said, that gentleman is going to die pretty soon. And I said, die, you know, I don't, I can't predict death. I really can't. But the reason they told me that is because they said he had AIDS. This was back in uh, the late eighties, early nineties. And I was talking to him. I got to know him a little bit. And I just asked him one day, I said, Hey, are you okay? Or, you know, you feel good and all that. And we are talking, he says, well, I didn't tell too many people, but I have AIDS. I'm like, shoot. And <laughs> anyway, he did end up dying about a year and a half later. Um, which sucked. And it's not that they, they don't tell me when people are going to die. I don't know why they told me about him, um, except for the fact that he asked me a lot of questions about the afterlife. And I don't know why he asked me those questions, because I'd never told anybody that I talked to, heard voices or anything. And that just went on and on until um, I started doing readings as I got older here and there, just like psychic readings and stuff. And they were real accurate. And it was more of a party thing. And um, then I played with Ouija boards with friends of mine and the Ouija boards would always say that I was going to die at 40, no matter what we did at the, everybody would, you know, I was asked that it was a silly question when you play with a Ouija board, when am I going to die? You know, it's 40. And my friends would do it when I wasn't there and they'd say, we asked when you're going to die. And I said 40 again. And what happened is when I hit 40, I got sick. And when I got sick, not sick, bad. But I got sick and some friends bought me some paranormal books and I started reading them. And as I started reading them, all these memories started coming back. So it wasn't that I was going to die at 40. At 40, I just had a new beginning. That's all that meant. It wasn't death. It was the death of the old life, new beginning. And uh, I didn't know what to do with it anymore. In 2014, at the end of 2014, I asked God to please just let me die or something because I didn't know what to do with this. I wanted a normal life. By early 2015, I was misdiagnosed and went into the hospital with um, sepsis and pneumonia. And then I died. And then I was in and out of a coma for two months and brought back a whole bunch of information. And, and ever since then, I got really strong in the medium. It was getting stronger before that, but after 2015, it was super strong. Right, so let's talk a little bit about that now. Um, I know you mentioned to me 
uh, as we were talking, that you did have an out-of-body experience, and that sort of opened you up more to your abilities that you have nowadays. Um, so let's start with that. What happened exactly? You just said that you got sick and you did end up passing. Um, yeah. And um, sort of what was that experience like for you then? Um, well, I've had out-of-body experiences before when I was younger. I was I would astral travel when I was younger. I didn't know what astral travel was, but it would just happen. But the death experience, um, all I remembered from that in the beginning was being super sick. I won't go into that. It lasted for weeks. Um, but when I finally closed my eyes, the last thing I said to somebody was, I'm going to die now. Because I thought, well, I asked to die and here we go. And I closed my eyes and that was it. Next thing I know it, I was in this beautiful, it was like, um, it was dark. It was almost like a night sky, but it was the most beautiful night sky I've ever seen in my life. No stars, no nothing. And there was two beings on my right and one on my left. And I knew them. I don't know how I knew them. Uh, I couldn't figure that out at first, but you just know, you know, just like a friend or whatever. And um, I asked them right away, I said, you know, where am I and where do I come from? And they gestured in front of me and uh, there's this beautiful, amazing uh, light. It was golden white and it was on an angle. It's not straight up and down because I always tell people, you don't go up to heaven where actually the other side is right with us here. It's very close. And um, I saw beings going in and out of that and they started showing me around. Um, after that part, they took me to another place where I saw all these light beings, I guess you could call them, but they were, they were different colored lights and they were angels as far as they were telling me, like my con our concept of angels. I saw them as lights, colored lights. I can't duplicate the colors. People ask me, they're like, what color? I'm like, I can't even, I can't even reimagine it again, but I knew them. Um, it was amazing because it's like the one that was like kind of red. It's like, it's like, I know you. What's up, red light? How are you doing? And they're like, how are you? And they went back and forth. I went from there to, which was strange and I didn't know it at the time. Then I went through shaman sickness. Um, I was torn apart, literally. I was shown all the things that I've done in this lifetime up till then uh, that I thought was terrible that I thought was bad, that I had guilt about. And they're like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. That's how you're doing it. And um, then they um, went from there. Gosh, it's so hard. They took me so many different places. There's no time concept, everything. Everything happens at the same time, which is really hard to explain. It's not linear. Just going from, it's like a record. You like pick up a needle and put it on the record. It just keeps going around. So it's different. Uh, then they took me to this beautiful place it was almost looked like a roman coliseum or something it was but it was beautiful it was white and it was marble and i met my grandparents there all four sets of them um they spoke to me a while uh they told me i had to come back and then i went to um they showed me a few of my past lives and they showed me the past lives where i said in my past lives that i promised i would come back because I guess I offed myself in one where I was supposed to be here. And I promised I would come back. And they said, you promised. <laughs> so um, I came back again. Um, I did pick up two, a lot of psychic information when you're over there. Most people 
have near-death experiences, their life completely changes because when you come back here, nothing's as it seems before. Everything's different. Um, you kind of see past all the bull. And um, they told me that my brother was going to come over. I had to go back and that my dog was going to come over and I had to go back. And it happened. After uh, I went into the coma, I came in and out. I just made a video. Um, even when I was in the coma part, I guess I was still going back and forth because I visited a place at my grandparents' grave, a house that I've never been in before, but in my dream, I had, or dream we'll call it. I went into the house. I seen everything in the house. It was embedded in my brain. After the coma, about a year after the coma, I was with my mom at that graveyard where my grandparents are, and I had to go to that house that I saw in my dreams. But they wanted to find out something about the flowers. I walked into that house, and the house was exactly what I saw. And I was like, wow, how did that happen? And that's what really started, started hitting me. It's like, wow, this really did happen to you. Because even when I came back at first, I thought, I don't know how real is this. I don't know how real it was. But, you know, but I started really hearing them hearing other people and everywhere I went uh, within a year afterwards, it took about a year after I came out of the coma where they slowly brought everything really in really concrete and would stand next to a person and their loved ones would literally start talking to me and I could see them. And I'd never said anything because I don't believe in just, you know, chatting out, Hey, your grandma's here, you know, who are you? But um, I, I started asking people just, hey, do you know, you know, this person, their name and all that? And they're like, yeah, that's my grandmother or that's my mom or whatever. They passed away. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm a medium. They want to say something. Is that okay? And then they would validate things perfectly. And they and it was like, it was weird. It was like, oh my, oh my gosh, this is so strange. But I've been working with it ever since. And I read for people all the time and teach people about what I know about the other side. I think people can learn a lot from everybody who's had a near-death experience because it's all very personal. Well, that is true. It's all very personal. And was that what you experienced when you were on the other side? A lot of personal things? Like, did they sort of tell you what you expected to know, I guess is what I'm trying to ask you, or was it totally unexpected things that you encountered? Uh, you mean, did they tell me things? What did you ask now? Is it like personal things that you expected to experience over there? Or were they um, things that you weren't expecting that were kind of shocking to you? Here's the deal. And this is what they told me. When people go over there, uh, you know, all the universal laws, there's something to them. And the universal law of belief states, whatever you believe is what you get when you go over there. The first thing. So... If you have, let's say, um, a strong religious background and you think that if you did something bad, you're going to go to hell, you have to pay for purgatory or something. When you go over there, if you have that belief, you that's probably what you're going to see right away. Uh, they don't keep you there. Um, and that's how I found out about ghosts later on when people said where ghosts come from. Sometimes there are people who go over there, they're either very attached to this earth and they don't want to go into the light or they heard that something bad's going to happen to them because of something they did so they don't go so they stick around here. That to me is what I think most of the ghosts that I've ever talked to after we're talking ghosts, like when I used to do investigations and stuff, 
afraid to go over based on what they were told before they died. I didn't have any of that. So I just said, wherever you need to take me. And that was it. So I, I, I didn't have anything preconceived about anything. Uh, they told me there was so much more that I'm not going to see yet. And I'll have to wait. But um, they showed me quite a bit. Okay, now that was going to be my next question as well, is um, with the ghosts, were they, um, did you experience anything like that, those types of entities, or were you just crossed over immediately, then you just went through what you went through? Did, did what now? Uh, did you experience any type of entities, like the ghosts, or spiritual people, or anything like that, or did you just cross over and they just put you through what you had to go through? Oh, they put me through what I had to go through, but no, they showed me a lot of things. Um, it was very quick. And what happened is during the near death part, that's where I went to the light and saw this, but then they kept it. They must've kept it going when I was in the dream state. Um, afterwards, uh, it was really quite odd. Um, they did show me, uh, I seen ghosts um, and they seemed very welcoming to me. So they were like, hi, you know, <laughs> but you could tell they were different from the other side, the death part. You could tell they were more still had their humanness about it, which was really odd. I didn't have my humanness over there. I did not have a body. Uh, it was very wispy looking. Um, it felt absolutely amazing not having this body. Um, I felt total. It's hard to explain. Anybody else who had near death, there's no fear there's no anything. I mean, the emotions that we have here pretty much go away as you pass over there. I mean, it was it was absolutely wonderful. Um, they showed me past lives, past people I've been with, and I talked to past people I have been with um, and brought me back, but it was pretty quick. Now, during the coma part, I don't know how, what they did. Um, the only reason we know it's strange um, is because when I came out of the coma, I was telling the doctors and nurses about certain things in the hospital and they had my parents there and they said, how do you know this? And I said, what do you mean how do I know this? They're like, you were on a bed with a breathing tube in your mouth for a month and a half. You did not walk around the hospital. How'd you know this? I'm like, yes, I did walk around the hospital. I said, I'm all over the place. I didn't even realize that I was in a coma. I was still, as far as I was concerned, I was just walking around. So I guess I was a ghost at that moment. Yeah, certainly sounds like you were probably because you were able to walk out and do things that you experienced, but to everybody else, you're still in the coma there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was, it's strange. I saw my um, father crying next to me. I remember trying to tell him, I'm like, dad, I'm fine. I'm right here. And he wasn't listening. And it was kind of strange to me. Um, Probably the weirdest things, some of the things they put me through were odd. They put, I went through the death of a lot of animals. Um, I don't know why, but um, I never was able to talk to animals ever before this. I couldn't spiritually, I couldn't talk to animals on the other side and I couldn't talk to animals who are living. After this, I can talk to the animals on the other side all the time. And they are really, they're just like people. They, they tell you everything. But I went through the death of some animals. Um, I got to see what it was like for certain farm animals to go through what they went through and the truth about that. Um, and it changed me because 
before I went in the coma, I was a heavy smoker, heavy drinker, um, and I ate meat. I did everything everybody else said. When I came out, my father said there was a point where I woke up out of the blue and started screaming, don't eat the animals, don't eat the animals. It's not right. And I went back into the coma. But then when I came out, when they were trying to feed me, the first thing they gave me regular food and I started getting sick. Uh, started throwing up. I started everything. They couldn't figure out why. And I started screaming, what's in that? You know, I can't eat that. And they put me on a vegetarian diet. I've been that ever since. <laughs> can't, I can't even eat meat. It's, it's, it's really weird. Even if I wanted to, if I had to put it in my mouth, I'd get sick and throw it up. So I don't know what happened there. They said my brain reset. So I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it must have because you had that experience, right? It probably really drilled it into like, this is what happens after you eat oh, meat yeah. or eat animals. And um, they probably showed you the truth of what happens afterwards, right? So Yeah, they showed me everything about it. And I mean, it's not, it's, you know, you know, for your people to watch, you know, it is not a sin to eat animals. It's really not. Um, it's, it's in the treatment of and what I went through and I know what they feel. They don't feel like human beings. It's different. They don't have, they don't have the conscious fear of like a dark forest. Like if we see a dark forest, we're not going to go into the dark forest in fear of like a monster or something's going to get us or that. Animals don't do that. They walk in there. They don't know fear. They're very connected to this earth. I mean, they can see everything way more than we can. All animals can. And most animals know their death and we don't. Yeah, that's so true. I think they have a different mentality than we do. Like they have a different outlook and a connection than what humans do. Because obviously the way we, we treat them right, but like obviously we use them for our source as well too. So um, so let's move on to it, your next step here. So after you had your out-of-body death experience and you came back, uh, what abilities did you find that you had after you came back? Um, when I came back, it probably took... Um, the first year, I, I didn't know me because before um, before I went into this, I used to do stand up for a while. I did. Oh, I was a musician for years. I was all that. I have no memory of stuff. People showed me videos of what I used to do and I don't recognize it. I don't remember it. Um, but when I came back, I could hear them perfectly. I had I can hear them really well, um, actually. Not like a regular conversation like we're having, but it's pretty close sometimes. And um, they wake me up at night. I can see them better. Um, I can see them so I can describe them to people. Um, that was new. Uh, some of the knowledge that I came back with that I didn't know how I knew this stuff, I would write it, me and some friends and some other people who've had this, we'd write down stuff that we just learned from the other side, and then we'd hand it to each other and we'd have them go validate it. And it was all validated, stuff that they knew, um, stuff that we knew. Um, just a knowing, Claire, if anybody knows what Claire Cognizance is, just a knowing. Uh, my knowing is such a knowing, it's disgusting sometimes. And, and I don't, sometimes I don't like it. Um, I don't wanna know, but you do. So I came back with that. Um, just the way uh, when I came back, they wanted me to do explain spirituality a lot more simply than what people put out there. Um, I know there's I'm not knocking other mediums. I don't I don't read like other mediums. I, I don't. Uh, I'm just a normal guy. That's how I put it. I'm a normal guy. I talk to them. I have a conversation with them. So I talk out loud to them and people find 
fascinating. Um, because when they're sitting next to me or whatever, we have a conversation and the person in front of me has a, here's the one-sided conversation. Um, that's, that's odd that I can have a conversation. I could never have a conversation like that beforehand. I would just get the images or so on and so forth, but now they actually talk to me. So it's like sitting with you. Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of people that are mediums, they have to sort of meditate first or they go into their their trance state and try to connect that way. And they do it very, I guess, quietly. They don't speak it. Um, so how was that for you when you started doing that? Was it unusual or? No, I, I do do trance sometimes and I do do channeling and I've done it for live events. I didn't ask for that. It just started happening. It wasn't anything I asked for. Now, um, I will say, I'm always, I always tell people when, if this happens, I'm always me. Um, I never fell into the whole, like in the paranormal world, they talk about protection and demons and all this stuff. I, I just, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Uh, I know it exists to a point, you know, of course, there's mean people here, there's mean people there, whatever. But they don't bother me. Nobody's ever possessed me. They had told me over and over, there's no such thing, even the other side. That was one thing. And I know a lot of people hate to hear that, but they said, you cannot be possessed unless, unless you give permission. You know? So that person has to either give permission, be under the influence or have a super low vibration before anything could come close. Now, my mediumship, when I talk to them, if I can't hear them well enough for something, I ask them to come close. I just like, come close, just do whatever you want to do because I don't know what you're saying. And then they start talking. And um, during live events, they'll say, wow, you sounded like my dad. You had the same mannerisms. I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm too, <laughs> I'm too lazy. <laughs> talk. Um, it's a lot easier. I've learned not to interpret so much. Um, I learned that if I really quickly, I learned if I try to interpret what they say, because mediums are a filter, it has to go through us. And it gets, you know, if I'm having a crappy love life and somebody asks me about love or they're, you know, whatever, they're, they're going to get part of me in that answer. And I got to put myself all the way over. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it goes for me. They just, I talk, I have the conversation. I, I don't, I do meditate before like a whole bunch of readings. It's not like a long meditation. I just, um, I sit there a moment, I get with me, you know, listen to myself and I tell them, hey, I'm asking you to come through and give all the validations you can in order to heal these people. And that's, that's all I ask for. And, and then they do it. No, that's great. So you have your set ways of communicating with the other side and then the messages just come through. It's weird. I mean, every every medium is different, though. And no medium, I think, does it the wrong way because everybody does it. It's kind of like investigating. When you investigate places, there's not always a wrong way to do it. You know, there's a there's a better way, but there's not a wrong, you know, people do what they do. No, exactly true. And that's kind of how um, the show here, Haunted Live, came about because we wanted to showcase how people do things their way. Because quite often in this field, you run into the issue of, well, you don't do things the way I do things, so I don't want to work with you. But that doesn't always have to happen, right? It, it's just the way you do things. So we want to show how people do things the same but different ways. Um, it's just the way that you do them. Um, can you talk about next any type of experiences that you've had dealing with maybe an interesting story that you came across or something weird that happened to you when you're doing a case or doing a reading or something? Yeah, 
I will. Actually, I was with a large, I was at this, uh, like, it was like a Paracon. It was at, um, it was at a, uh, I used to do a lot of investigations, but I've stopped since now. Um, I might do it again. I have, haven't decided yet. But I was at a, an, an asylum, a very old, huge old asylum in Indiana with a bunch of people. And me and a friend who was a medium too at the time uh, we were working with, we went there, we were supposed to take this tour and be the mediums on the tour. So if people had questions, we could answer them. And before we got there, of course, the investigators filled us in on all these horrible things that happened in the place. And I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, the horrible things happen everywhere, but okay, I'll listen. And we went on the tour. I did not know the tour guide at all. And we went on the tour. I was in the background and we were up to this attic. It was a giant attic. I mean, oh my God, like a football field. Anyway, he was telling everybody how, uh, up in this corner how um, these guys used to get together and they held like court up there and they used to lynch people up there or they killed them a long time ago. And um, they were saying how bad it is and everything. And then the guy looks at me and he says, can you talk to them? Can you try talking to them? We think they're here. And I said, sure. So it was dark and there was about like 15 people behind me and the tour guide. And they, they got it on, they got it on uh, tape recorder, which is really cool. But I walked out and I just, I said, hi, who's here? And they just started talking to me. And so they're talking to me and I was telling them in my head about what they were saying about them. And they're, they were chuckling. And one of them said, um, could we talk to Martin? And I said, yeah, hold on just a minute. So I turned around and faced everybody and I said, they have a message. I want to talk to Martin. Who's Martin? And the tour guide just turned white as a ghost. And he says, I'm Ted Martin. I said, oh, okay, you're the tour guide? And then I said, is it Ted Martin? And then they said his wife's name. And I said, I said, I won't say her name out loud, but I said, okay, Ted, I said, is your wife, is this her name? And he just dropped his but that poor guy was just a panic. And I said, yeah, that's my wife. And I said, what's the message? He said, what's the message? And I said, they want to thank you for doing these tours because they like this place. And that's all it was. And um, they corrected some of his information. And then they told him about a ledger that's at the museum that he ran. I didn't know he ran a museum, but I said, there's a green ledger. And they said that you should go through this ledger and read about uh, so on and so forth. So he did, and he got back to us the next day, the next, when we all came back to the house again, and he brought the green ledger. He said, here's a green ledger, and here's all the stuff that was disproving a lot of the stuff that they were saying about these ghosts. And they weren't even ghosts. They just like hanging out there. That was a very weird experience uh, right there. And then I've had um, one of the, I mean, the strangest thing probably wasn't even ghosts. The strangest thing that ever happened was um, seeing an alien when I was a child in physical form right in front of me. And uh, I remember him to this day. And I only saw him, I believe I was about seven, six or seven when I saw him. And I've saw him once since then. And now he's not around anymore. But uh, he's very cool. And he was one, he was more physical. He was physical. It wasn't like the ghost. He was actually physical. He was standing there. It was very cool. But I see all kinds of those people. But I've got a lot of stories about that with uh, ghosts doing the um, investigations. I found that a lot of, there's some people that I respect highly that I've worked with. When they go in there, they do their investigations. And what their, their goal is to 
for people to have an experience and to prove that there's life after death in that form. Um, but then I've worked with groups where all they wanted to do is have this scare factor. That's all it was. And they would bring me in and they would get mad at me because I would tell them, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> I said, why are you telling people this? You know? And then the ghost actually told me how places actually became haunted. And that was very interesting. Yeah, I think we should have you back sometime because I'd love to continue talking about how you connect with different entities, how you connect with spirit. We've been talking a little bit about that today, but apparently you can connect to other entities like aliens and stuff as well. So I think that would be cool to have a separate show on. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to aliens. I've talked to nature spirits. Um, when I started shamanism after I got out there, I've started talking to nature spirits quite a bit for a couple of years now. And they're just like, um, they're just like talking to the people on the other side, the spirit people. Yeah. Yeah, no, we should definitely do that. Have uh, another series with you here and invite you back to talk about that and the things as well. Um, but before we do let you go here today, David, um, do you have anything that you have been working on lately that you want to talk about or promote your website or anything like that before we let you go? Well, uh, my website is theywhispertome.com. I have different kinds of readings there. You can do mediumship readings or just um, psychic readings. I do angel channelings on there. People can get that. Um, I have a Facebook group. Um, the strangest thing probably that happened to me is about two months ago, I was on TikTok. My friend said, go on TikTok. And I'm like, no, I'm too old for TikTok. I don't want to go on TikTok. Well, I went on TikTok. I wanted a thousand followers so I could do a live. I got a thousand followers in about two weeks. And I hated it. I said to the spirits, I said, why did you want me to do this? What's up? And they're like, answer questions. And I'm like, okay, what questions? And I went through the things and yeah, people had to ask me questions about stuff. So they kind of highlight questions. What they do is that when I look at the question, it just stands out. It's like real bold and just do it. And two questions came out and they're like, answer these questions. And I'm like, no, the not answering these questions. They were like really dangerous questions. I thought to ask, they're like, answer questions, answer them, you know the answers. I went on there and I made two two minute, uh, two one minute videos answering those questions and both those questions went viral. And I went up to 50,000 uh, followers in just in a couple of days. And now it went up to 75K. And I'm down just off answering those questions that Spirit said. So I listened to them. Um, so basically, that's what I do. A lot of question and answer, just my website. I have a podcast, but um, it's called Mystics Do. And I have a YouTube channel, but I have not done anything on it in a long time. I've been so busy. Yeah. Uh, no problem. I guess people should definitely check you out on TikTok. That sounds like the place for you, for sure. Um, congratulations on all the people that follow you. And that's really awesome. Um but thank you so much for being here as our guest here today on Haunting Live Podcast. I appreciate uh, you taking your time to tell us your story and your journey. It's been amazing to listen to. And I hope it inspires some people to um, listen to their spirits and guide them as well. I wish people need to just start listening to that inner voice because they don't just talk to me. They talk to normal people too. Uh, that's for sure. So again, thank you for taking your time and being here with us on Haunting Live. I appreciate it very much, David. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. 
And that was David. They whispered to me is his business that he runs. He's a medium and he does sessions like you said. So if you're interested in talking to David in person, uh, just check out his website and uh, follow him on TikTok. Apparently he has tons of followers over there as well. So um, thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate you guys taking your time out and being here with us on Haunting Night Podcast. Uh, this is actually our first live broadcast in a while uh, on YouTube. Uh, the last few episodes we've done we've done postings for you guys uh, due to scheduling conflicts and stuff like that so it's great to be back here live on YouTube with you so uh, be back here each and every week with us and we will have a new paranormal guest to talk to each and every Sunday at four o'clock just like we did today with David so um, if you're interested in that please feel free to share our work and uh, follow us and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also follow us on Facebook as well we do a lot of postings on our Facebook page too for you guys and also um if you missed the live show here on youtube you can catch us on the podcast apps we do upload the episodes to your favorite podcast player which you can just listen to when you have time if you're too busy to catch the live show here on our youtube channel but with that guys uh don't forget to check out chris he does his uh readings on saturdays eight o'clock on divine angel readings you can check that out if you want to get messages from the angels you can check him out at eight o'clock on his channel if you want to find out more information just go to our website which is hollywoodlifepodcast.com and check that out as well and also he does uh different shows as well on mondays he does live readings on instagram is it Mm -hmm. yeah so check out his instagram and his other social media as well Um, Also, uh, don't forget, for those that are local here in Southern Ontario, we are holding our final Ghost of the Queens event this year. Uh, Unfortunately, due to some circumstances, this is going to be our final um, public event for that event. We're still going to be hosting different other events, but just for the Ghost of the Queens, this is going to be the final one. If you're interested in attending, we do still have a few tickets left. Uh, Go to hauntedlightpodcast.com and check the events tab. You can still purchase tickets for $200 and they are for a two-day weekend on Halloween weekend and you can come join us in person in Stratford, Ontario at the Queen's Inn and have some fun and meet us in person. So check that out. And also, finally, don't forget just to check out our website. Our official website is highlightpodcast.com and we have a bunch of great stuff on there including a merch section where you can check out our products that we have available. Uh, Mostly things you can use in the paranormal field for uh, cleansing items. We have crystals. We have some handmade items. Items. We have a bunch of new products we just put on, including some brand new amethyst pieces that we handpicked from Thunder Bay, Ontario, one of the largest amethyst mines in the world. Uh, we were there just recently and got some brand new pieces we stuck on the website. And um, that's about it. So take care, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first uh live broadcast in a while here on youtube we appreciate you tuning in and again thank you all for the recent subscribers we had a bunch of new subscribers lately so thank you so much for that oh and before i do let you go um don't forget to check out a recent video we posted uh to do with bathsheba if you're into the conjuring series at all i had the opportunity to interview andrea Piron. she is one of the members of the family that went through the hauntings at the conjuring house itself so check out what she had to say to hear it from her own words herself and find out what their family actually went through so uh, check that out it's on our youtube here as well So with that, guys, have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here next week for Haunting Life Podcast with a brand new guest. So take care, guys.
Why are you crazy? I don't like it in 